This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. The Brass Rail Gentlemen's Club in Toronto. One of the workers there tested positive for COVID. Public Health uh, wanted to let everyone know about that because apparently um, people have been known to give fake names for the contact tracing list when they go to a strip club. So if you've been to the Brass Rail recently, um, you may want to get tested. And I want to give a kudos to our friends at Global News Television uh, for their reporting on this story. They've been doing a great job. Exposure is what customers of this gentleman's club are promised in the advertisements on the street. What they didn't expect was exposure to COVID-19. Yeah! (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) I love that stuff, man. That's That's a good hook. You know when a reporter gets that job, he's like, I gotta I gotta make this one stand out. Yeah. This isn't what customers had in mind when they heard that this gentleman's club was having a super spreader event. <laughs> Different visual completely. Yeah, yeah. When you hear brass rail and super spreader. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. All, all these all these guys wanted was a night out with their bros, but what they got was a swab up their nose. <laughs> Customers at this gentleman's club in Toronto wanted to see some breasts, but now they're short of breath. <laughs> eh, stories. Eh, what a nightmare. <laughs> Over a four-day period, the health department says 550 customers may have had contact with the employee. Global News has learned she was a waitress at the tavern. Now the call is out for those who are here to get tested. Honey, I can't believe you got COVID-19 from a stripper. She was just a waitress. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she told the news. No, she was a waitress. It's different. Come on. (laughs) You could tell that Doug Ford was not pleased at all that he had to talk about the brass rail in his COVID press conference. What can I say about that? They, you know, they got to follow the protocols. That's, that's it. Stay, you know, practice social distancing. I know it sounds crazy, Lucas, when you're talking about the brass rail, but that's, you just got to do it. <laughs> Doug Ford's quickly doing math in his head, trying to figure out the last time he was there. Oh, was that it was two, three weeks ago with 14th? What? I don't Customers are required to provide their name and phone number when they show up, just in case something like this happens. Although many question who would actually provide accurate information if they're coming to a gentleman's club. Basically, clear, you are not never going to put down your real name. If they're afraid of their wives finding out, they'll be using probably your name and his phone number. <laughs> <laughs> she points at the reporter and the cameraman. Not just people on the street. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to use your name and the... Yeah. Would you give your real name? I I don't even really want to give my real name at your average bar, yeah. let alone at the brass rail. I, you know, I'm not that worried. If I was worried about coronavirus, why not? Like, it's a legal business. Yeah. You're not really, you know. But to get that call, like, if I didn't have a voicemail and wasn't living with a woman, I'd probably put my real name down. But if that voicemail came in, <laughs> uh-oh. Yeah. Who was that on the phone, honey? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So was the brass rail indeed following all the rules? According to Toronto Health, they were not. An inspector found that they were not adhering to that minimum six-foot distance between customers and dancers and other staff members. 
Oh, you said six foot distance. We thought you said six inch ah. distance. <laughs> I thought that the the blanket that the dancers put down during the third song that protected against anything. Oh, any COVID, chlamydia, right. anything. That blanket, nothing can get through that little lap dance handkerchief. Yeah, yeah, it's magic, <laughs> silk magic. <laughs> okay, I got one. I got one. Customers at this gentleman's club were hoping for a beer and an erection. What they got was fear of an infection. <laughs> Talking about the Brass Rail Gentleman's Club in Toronto, uh, the COVID concerns after one of the employees tested positive. Exposure is what customers of this gentleman's club are promised in the advertisements on the street. What they didn't expect was exposure to COVID-19. Customers at this gentleman's club wanted to see some boobs, but they may end up in hospital beds with breathing tubes. So much to work with here. Just got a text message from a Taz and Jim listener. Hey, Jim, why don't you uh, introduce COVID to the stage in your strip club DJ voice? <laughs> okay. Oh, you're oh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for providing us your totally real names and numbers at the front door because we are ready to party tonight. You've been locked up for three months, and our next lady is ready to go. She just turned COVID-19, hailing from China. She's taking the world by storm. One night with COVID, and you won't get out of bed for 14 days, okay? She's our little quarantine queen. By the way, special deal on Coronas tonight. Two for five bucks. For some reason, nobody's buying them. COVID-19 on stage. Trust me, fellas. She won't be closing her southern borders. Diarrhea and fever, you're on deck. Get ready. You're on stage two. Stage two. Sounds like a good time. I want to go. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> If you have been to the Brass Rail recently, you may want to get tested for a number of things. The only thing more amazing than their music was the story of their revival. A Christian rock band secretly disguised as 90s grunge. Becoming the biggest band of their time. Here is uh, their CD right here, ladies and gentlemen, and we couldn't be happier. It's called My Own Prison. We're happy. They're here on the program. Say hello to Creed. All right. Only to turn into a laughing stock. They're a very popular group from uh, Tallahassee, Florida. I was clowning around. You're probably nervous. It's your network television debut. Scott Stapp is circling the drain. It's incredibly sad and extremely evident from four recent recordings. The IRS has frozen my bank accounts two or three times uh, to leave me completely penniless. A couple weeks where I had to sleep in my truck. Uh, I had no money, not even for gas or food. Holding on, I'm six feet from the edge and I'm thinking... But now... They're making a resurrection. We're putting the band back together. We're on a mission from God. Creed 2. 
in theaters in time for Jesus' birthday. <laughs> They're back, baby. <laughs> Thank God that title, Creed 2, wasn't taken by another movie already. No, no. This, is, this is Creed T-O-O, like Creed as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. We have decided uh, to celebrate National Radio Day that we are going to... We're going to make Creed cool again. <laughs> and we've been working all morning. Overwhelming positive response. <laughs> Although some people speculate that it's other radio stations that are text messaging us and telling us to play Creed. Ooh. Psychological warfare oh, on us Sabotage, here. right? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think so, man. Creed, they, they, were, they were the biggest band, like that thing just said. And then they, uh, they fell off, and they've been gone for so long. Everything becomes cool again at some point, and we have decided today is the day. Yes. Creed is cool again. If Fanny Packs can come back, so can Creed. 100%. Scott Stapp, still alive as far as we know. Mm -hmm. uh, we have played Creed a number of times this morning, leading to some people uh, some people to ask if, if he died. No, still alive. Mm -hmm. it, Creed's cool. That's why we're playing Creed all morning. <laughs> it's because it's what the people want. It is. I've got several person... I can't believe... I've got several personal Facebook messages from people saying thank you. Absolutely, man. It's crazy. Uh, this is a, we haven't seen a response like this in a long time. <laughs> I can't believe it. People have been waiting for the okay, the green light, to start admitting that they love Creed again. Great day to stay inside and play Fortnite all day if you're a kid. Yeah. <laughs> they love their Fortnite, don't they? I guess so. And Fortnite has some cojones. They're taking on Apple. Did you hear about this lawsuit, Jim? Yeah, I heard something about it. So Fortnite is not happy that... The only way to download the game onto an Apple iPhone is by using the App Store. And the App Store takes a cut of every purchase, right? Hmm. I guess Fortnite uh, developed a way for people to download and circumvent the, the App Store. And then Apple wasn't happy about it. So now Fortnite is suing Apple um, because they say they have a monopoly and it's not fair. That the only way you can get the game is is through the Apple App Store. Hmm. And Apple has taken Fortnite out of the App Store, so you cannot download the game onto an Apple device right now. Yeah. I, on one hand, like, they did boost the sales, I'm sure, by having it on the Apple, you know, having it being able to download like that super easy. I'm sure they both made a lot of money, but I can't side with Apple. Yeah. They're, like they're, they didn't create Fortnite. They're just skimming off the top. You know I've got a beef with Apple ever since they were slowing my iPhone down. Yes. Whenever I'd, I'd update the software on it. And you swore that like you had I a conspiracy said, theory. Yeah, well, it was a conspiracy theory, and it turned out to be true. Because every time I'd update my phone, it would it would get worse. And I said, I'm Jim, I'm... I'm convinced that they're doing this on purpose. And then the story came out, class action lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, they, in fact, were slowing down your phone every time you'd, you'd update the, uh, the iOS software. Yeah. And there's, it was planned obsolescence. They wanted you to have to go out and buy the newest iPhone. And that's just the stuff they've got caught doing. What else is going on? You go, Fortnite! I'm on <laughs> Team Fortnite! Here, let's do that dance that all the kids do. Oh, flossing it! Let's flossing floss. It. Let's floss and celebrate the lawsuit. Flossing, flossing. <laughs> I'm going to download it on Android just to rub it in your face, Apple. Well, look at this. 
Uh, iPhones that already have Fortnite loaded onto them are being sold on eBay now. <laughs> Some of them are listed for as high as $15,000. Okay. That's going right onto mom's credit card. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Uh, they're not selling for 15000 but some people are getting greedy and asking $15,000 for their, their iPhones with Fortnite. So you can, you can play that whole game on a phone. I'm impressed that's possible, by the way. Like the whole game, or is it like... My nephew plays it on that Nintendo thing, the yeah, DS. The Switch? Oh. The Switch? What's... Yeah. I don't know. We're old. Yeah. Game Boy? He pl- <laughs> my, my nephew <laughs> plays it on his Game Boy? I don't know if it's a Game Boy Color or right. what. Apple takes 30%, says one of our listeners here through a text message. Another one, I don't like Fortnite, but I've got to side with them on this one. Yeah. No, that's brutal. Yeah, 30% is a hosing. Totally. Biggest game in the world right now. They must have made almost a billion dollars off those downloads. I'm sure they want to work a deal out both sides. This is a great negotiating tactic, though, by Fortnite, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Show how much the demand is up now that they're off it. How long can that game keep going? Like, it's been popular for years now. I don't, well, I It's like the Minecraft. I never got the Minecraft either. Yeah, it's because it's a game that never ends. Like, it's not a single player game. Like, there's no, you don't beat a final boss. You just keep going. Well, Fortnite is hoping to beat the final boss, and that final boss is Apple. (laughs) A lot of concern about what's going to happen two and a half weeks from now. Well, maybe two and a half weeks from now. Kids are supposed to go back to school, but Ontario just announced that school boards can delay the start time by up to two weeks. So there's another wrench in the machine. Uh, Many people afraid this is going to be a real poop show mm-hmm. when the kids go back and that uh, the virus is going to spread because kids are kind of dirty <laughs> and they bring everything home with them. Surprised to hear about a number of people saying they aren't sending their kids back to school. They're going to keep them at home. They refuse to let them go. And we asked the question, are you going to let your kids go to school? On the Taz and Jim Facebook page, tons of responses here, Jim. Tons. Yeah, Devin says, my guys are staying home because we can accommodate for it. I know others that are sending their kids back are only doing it because they need to work. Uh, Ben says, honestly, I'm scared to death to send my kids to school. If our PM won't send his kids to school, that should tell us something. Yeah, Trudeau says he's undecided. I I have a feeling he's decided. Of course he has. (laughs) You know? He's in an amazing position to also afford the best tutors. You know, he's in a completely different playing field. Yoga instructor. <laughs> family yoga class. Right? Yeah. Enthusiastic costume design for the theater classes. <laughs> he's just going to teach them drama at home. <laughs> he is a teacher. <laughs> yeah. He's Snowboarding in, and drama. I'm going to keep, keep the kids at home. We're going to do drama classes. <laughs> First theme is Arabian Nights. <laughs> Uh, Becky says, uh, I'm more fearful of my kids breathing in all that toxic cleaning fumes than I am about the virus. I think she's talking about all the, all the cleaning to keep the germs down. Uh, Leanne says, no, but I am sending them there because I need to work. This is a calculated decision I made about the risk, but don't think for one second I won't change my mind two weeks into school if there's an outbreak. Yeah. I, I want to send my kids because they have been at home. My son... 
you worry about him losing the social skills that he started to develop mm-hmm. when he was going to daycare and you keep a kid at home at a young age, what does that do to them in the long run? They need structure. They mm-hmm. need routine. They need interaction with other people who aren't in their immediate family. And on top of it, you got to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> My wife's back at work after maternity leave. Someone's got to look after the kids. You, mm-hmm. They got to be somewhere while, while you're at work. And that's a huge thing. John says, yes, we're all nervous. We all have anxiety, fear of the unknown, but eventually people's lives have to go on. People have to go back to work. Kids have to go back to school. They need to get an education. Yes, there's a chance. Yes, there's a possibility. But in life, we must take chances and it's time to move forward and move on with life. Very poetic almost. Uh, Lonnie says, a grocery store worker who has been deemed essential for the last five months has dealt with hundreds, if not thousands, of customers on a daily basis. However, a teacher who sees the same 20 students on a daily basis is, quote, deemed too dangerous. What a bunch of BS. Yeah, teachers are a little worried. I'd be worried, too, if I was a teacher. I get it. I'm worried, and I'm not a teacher. I'm worried that I'm going to end up being so mad at my kid if he brings it home, and I get it. (laughs) You know yeah. how mad I get, Jim, if if you have a cold and then I get the cold. Yeah, you turn into Sherlock Holmes trying to figure out who's got a sniffly nose around okay, the office. Okay, where did I get this cold yeah, from? Yeah. Who's responsible? <laughs> <laughs> James says, if they can't keep head lice out of schools, how are they going to control COVID? I don't know if that's relevant. Shave all the kids. <laughs> Shave them all. Get the clippers out. Everything should be fine. We got a call here. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. You uh, sending your kids back? I I just wanted to call in about the students going back to school. Yeah. Do you have kids? I don't, but I am a university student. How much of your learning is going to be online? 100% of it. And are you cool with that? Um, I mean, it kind of sucks because I'm paying the exact same amount of tuition for a right. completely different experience. But at the same time, like... I mean, one jewel can knock out the entire, like, 2021 class. So it's kind of tricky. You kind of think, like, yeah, it might be better for kids to go back and get the experience and the social skills that you were talking about. But at the same time, like, do we want another spike? What's that kind of going to look like in the future, right? Are you staying at home or are you going to go live close to campus? Um, I actually go to school in Nova Scotia, so I'll be living by campus. Wow. Yeah. You must hate your family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, we got a little distance. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah. Makes the heart grow fonder. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, good luck in the fall with school. Thanks, you guys, too. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.